5: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is your hour of power where we're living life like it matters. Uh, And ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk about so much stuff. We're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about blocks. We're going to talk about walls. We're going to talk about what's holding us back. You know, as a leader, it's not only important to know what we need to do, But it's also important to know what we need to stay away from. Remember, there are two driving forces in life when you get through all the shiny objects and the pretty things. Uh, It's called neuroassociative conditioning. You're either moving towards something or you're moving away from something. You're either moving towards something you desire, some type of pleasure, some type of payoff, or you're moving away from something that you fear, uh, that brings you pain, that makes you uncomfortable. And today, as we talk for this next hour, I want you to consider what's stopping you. See, that's not such a simple question. is? because it's so easy to blame everybody else, right? And I always talk about those key words uh, of foundations for all things great, passion, focus, commitment, purpose, team, vision. And you see, vision is the ability to see into the future how all the dots connect it's forward thinking. It's looking forward. So many people are looking behind them. So many people are being uh, emotionally hijacked, and to keep a record of wrong what everybody's ever done to them, to, to grab a hold of the spirit of offense, the bait of Satan, and have it run their lives. But as we create the vision for our future, if we're going to do this right, we also need to see what we are doing that is hindering our growth. Certain base belief systems in life, ladies and gentlemen, if you need people to help you, and a lot of us do, people, people who need people, right, are the luck. Lo- we all need people. No man is an island, a rock unto himself. We're all part of the larger continent. And so we got to realize that we need each other. And it's so easy to focus on what other people have done to us. But that's not going to solve your problems. As matter of fact, God says don't do it. It's, God says if you want to be forgiven, then you better forgive others. God says, listen, I'm going to let you treat or you decide how I treat you. I'm going to take the way you treat other people, not the ones you like, but the ones you don't like. Not the ones you agree with, but the ones you don't agree with. I'm going to take your standard. So however you think it's appropriate to treat other people that you don't like, that you don't get along with, that you don't care for, Whatever you think the appropriate way to treat them that you treat them is, God says, I'm going to use that same standard right back at you. But God says, I'll give you a a godly portion more. Consider that if you're doing good stuff, that's good. A godly portion of good stuff has got to be really good. But consider this, if you're keeping a record wrong, if you're keeping a pound of flesh, if you're not only going through your own lifetime, but going back 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 years to make up a fake history so you can feel sorry for yourself, ouch, ouch. Had a pastor friend of mine, he said, if you can't say amen, say ouch. Ladies and gentlemen, if you need people to help you, and we all do, then rule number one is make it easy for people to help you. And rule number two is keep your unforced errors to a minimum. You know what an unforced error is. You hear about them in tennis. When you have a great shot, you come back and you hit it out of bounds or you hit it wrong. It's an unforced error. How many unforced errors do you have in your lives? See, there will be obstacles as we live our lives like they matter. However, we need to make sure we are not hindering our own growth and potential. And today I want you to consider what's holding you back. Reminds me of a story I once heard. Once upon a time, the animals decided they must do something heroic to meet the problems of a new world. Sound familiar? So they organized a school. They adopted an activity curriculum consisting of running, climbing, swimming, and flying. And remember, equity was our outcome. Equity. Everybody the same. So to make it easier to administer the curriculum, all the animals took all the subjects, right? Because equity. Everybody the same. So the duck, he was excellent at swimming. Well, maybe it was she or maybe it was it or them. The duck, them, was excellent in swimming. In fact, better than its instructor. But they made only passing grades in flying and were very poor in running. Since he was slow in running, he had to stay after school and also drop swimming in order to practice running. This was kept up until his web feet had barely worn out, uh, badly worn out, and he was on only average in swimming now. But average was acceptable in school, right? Because we're all talking about equity. Everybody the same, no matter how low the bar gets to go, right? So nobody worried about that except the duck. Now, the rabbit, he started at the top of the class. Man, was he fast. He was the top in running. But had a nervous breakdown because of so much wake-up makeup, work, and swimming. And he really wasn't made for swimming. But equity, we all got to be the same. The squirrel was excellent in climbing until he developed frustration in the flying class. His teachers mandated that they had to fly because it's equity. So it made him start from the ground up instead of from the treetop down, which he preferred. And by the way, along the path, he also developed a Charlie horse from overexertion and then wound up getting a C in climbing, a D in running. The eagle, man, isn't the eagle always a problem child? Insurrectionist, right? That insurrectionist eagle, right? That's why there's the symbols everywhere. The eagle was a problem child and was disciplined regularly. In the climbing class, he beat all the others to the top of the tree, but we know we don't like that because it made him stand out. So he insisted on using his own way to get there, and they don't allow for individuality. Remember, we're all the same, equity. At the end of the year, an abnormal eel that could swim exceedingly well and also run, climb, and fly a little had the highest average. Was valedictorian. By the way, the, the prairie dogs, they stayed out of school. They fought the tax levy because the administration would not add digging and burrowing to the curriculum. So they started marching the streets, burned down streets, attacked police officers. See, they apprenticed their children to a badger and later joined the groundhogs and gophers to start a successful private school. And the question is this Does this made up story, it's just a fable story, whatever you want to call it, does it have a moral? You know, we're left to create our own, right? Let me tell you, one that my mind creates, soar with your strengths. Know what you do well and do it. Master it. You don't need to do everything. Just do something. If you can find something that you're good at, feed that. Master it. Become the best you can be. We are unique creatures. You got to realize this. Sharon Briggs, senior scientist of applied genomics uh, for Helix, in a recent article called Genetics has proven that you're unique, just like everyone else. See, we're all unique, we're all special. It's often said that humans are 99.9% identical. What makes us unique is a measly .1% of our genome. May seem insignificant, but it's not. Think about this. Three billion base pairs make up our genome. So if you take 0.1% as 3 million base pairs, we each carry 3 billion base pairs of information inside us with the potential to unravel a piece of the mystery that makes us all so fundamentally human and we're unique. And since the beginning of time, there's never been another person like you. Nobody has your smile, your eyes, your hands, your hair. Nobody owns your handwriting, your voice. In all of time, there has never been anybody who laughs in exactly your way. And what makes you laugh or cry or think may have a totally different response than another. You are the only one in the whole of creation who has your particular set of abilities. Yeah, there's always going to be someone who might be better at one thing or another. Every person could be a superior in some way. But nobody in the universe can reach the quality and combination of your talents, your feelings. Throughout all of eternity, no one will ever walk, talk, think, or do exactly like you. You are rare. In all rarity, there's enormous value. And because of your great value, the need for you to imitate everyone else is absolutely wrong. You happen to be special, and it's no accident that you are. Realize that God made you for a special purpose. He has a job for you to do that no one else can do as well as you can. Out of the billions of applicants, no one is qualified except for you. And today, we're going to get you out of your way. I'm Black, and we'll be right back.
6: That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris,
1: at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. When
7: there's a need in the Twin Cities, the Salvation Army is there. Your gift today ensures their continued service throughout the Twin Cities. Visit our station website and click here to help to make a donation. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Geratom Medical. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com.
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today I'm posing a question to you. What's holding you back? And I'm going to give you a whole list of things because this is my field. Uh, This is what I do. I'm a human potential person. Uh, I create environments where people can see what they're made of uh and they can do some situational leadership you know i, I don't care how good a speaker is you're not going to get self-confidence from a good orator i don't care how bu- good a book is how well it was written you're not going to get self-confidence from a book there are certain things that you have to earn with sweat equity you can only get in the arena you must be present to receive everything in those drawings that you put your name in. And you must be present to win. That means you can't sign up for it and then leave because if they pull your name and you're not there. See, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be there. We have all this potential. We have all these opportunities. And there are things that hold us back. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a whole list of them. Blocks to leadership. But really, I want to suggest that when it comes down to the biggest thing holding you and I back are you and I. The only limits to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts of today. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said that, of course, when she was alive. You know, we all have ups and downs. Life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys. And let's be honest, some days are much better than other days. And if we're going to be honest, nothing's changed. Think about that. When people go to our training at likeitmatters.net, they come in my training wherever they're at in life. And in 48 hours, what seems like two weeks to them, but it's only 48 hours, they come out of there a whole new level. As the George Bernard Shaw, they could have been living to their full potential, closer to their potential than they've ever been before. And, man, people come out of my training and they're on fire. There's, there, nothing can stop them. They're going to change the world. They changed their world. Everything's brand new in their life, even though nothing's changed because everything's changed in their head and their heart. Everything's changed between the stimulus and the response. Everything's changed in their belief system about what they're capable of, what they can do. Everything's changed, but yet nothing is really changed. And for two weeks to two months, depending on what they do once they get out of class, they have that change. But then the old starts taking over again. Gravity has one purpose, and it's to hold you back. We get infected by people. We live in such a dead, dying, numb, lying world that you don't even realize you're in it until you get out of it for a while. And that's why my two-and-a-half-day class takes about one day for people to get out of the fake world and into the reality of, of who we are and what we're capable of doing. And after I spend that one day getting people on the belief system wagon, and then we we climb mountaintops in sh- in short hours, and that's the same thing with us. So I tell you, we have been under attack. We've been robbed twice in the last two months. Uh, my son was really sick, and now my wife is really sick. And I realize I, I got to get about eighteen thousand dollars worth of dental work done. And if I don't, well, my mouth is uh, falling apart on me. And that's my way I live. That's the way I impact. So all this going on, and yesterday, man, I just felt beaten down. I just felt uh, helpless and hopeless. We all get there. And all of a sudden, I had heard a ding on my phone, and it was a text. And I text six, seven, eight hundred people every day, so I'm used to getting texts, and I don't look at it right away. But about five minutes later, I realized I got a text five minutes ago, and I looked at it, and it was a text from a gentleman, is a graduate of mine, who. I send scripture to you every single day, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight hundred other people. A guy who listens to my daily radio show. And he says this, Mr. Black, he said, I could and should probably write this message to you every day of every week, of every month, of every year. Dot, 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 eclipse, or ellipse, sorry. Since it's National Gratitudes Day, I just felt compelled to reach out and tell you how your daily blog and radio show keep me focused and always challenge me to improve myself. God bless you, Scott, and thank you for all that you do without the expectation of anything in return but the glory of Yahweh. And I gotta tell you, it put tears in my eyes, made me feel good, and then I responded back, God is so good. In my loneliness, He encourages me. I love Yahweh. See, ladies and gentlemen, I had to pick myself up, dust myself off, and hit it again. You know, when the great leaders in the real civil rights movement, the one that doctor King was part of, um doctor Benjamin Elijah, his middle name's Elijah I Love, doctor Benjamin Elijah Mays, he says this it must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life does not lie in not reaching your goal. But the tragedy of life lies in having no goal to reach. Not failure, but low aim is sin. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. Every man and woman is born into the world to do something unique and something distinctive, and if he or she does not do it, it will never be done. It isn't a disgrace not to reach for the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach for. Ladies and gentlemen, you were made by greatness, and for the purpose of greatness. The time is now to fulfill the purpose that only you can fulfill. And time's running out, time's short. Maranatha, we're in the final days. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? And see what happens in life, we go through, uh, and, and, and we have this fear, fear of not being enough. And, and think about it. We do this all the time. We're, we're not enough. We're not qualified enough. We're not educated enough. We're not nice enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not good enough. Uh, we're, not, uh, we're just not enough. Uh, and you know what happens? I've realized over 30 years of working deeply with people. When you believe you're not enough, you're willing to settle for good enough. You need to, you need to put that one on. When you believe the lie, it's a lie from the pit of hell. When you believe in a lie that you're not enough, then you settle for good enough. And we live in a world now that's settled in a good enough. The nail that sticks out the furthest gets hit the hardest. See, we've always believed in challenge our thinking. Science has always been about why, challenging your thinking. Now we live in a world that tells you to follow the political science and don't question your, your lords. Do not question your overseers. Do not question the ruling elite. They know what's best for you. And yet we have built an entire uh, uh, society on questioning things. The whole Christian faith, we're supposed to question things. I love uh, to learn new stuff, new ways. I'm reading this great book by Michael Heiser called The Unseen Realm. It's about God's desire to get us back to the Edenic vision. God's divine family. He wants to merge with his fleshly family, to have one family, ruling, reigning, rejoicing as one. Elohim is about location, not about identification. We read Elohim and we think about the Trinity of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. No, Elohim means divine creatures. And there are many little G gods, but there's only one big G God, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, Yehovah. And so you gotta realize you gotta challenge them thinking. That's how you grow. So I love this. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Dr. Howard Gardner introduced a new paradigm on IQ, how to identify it and how to quantify it. See, our traditional way of educating and growing children and people is falling behind the rest of the world. And now, since the pandemic, since this forced pandemic, since I remember that was the best thing that happened to the Democratic Party, Joe Biden would not be present day without the pandemic. I mean, the government would not have the control right now without pandemic. So that's why it's not going to go away. They got control. They can fork out trillions of dollars. They can do whatever they want. You'll run in fear and mail in your votes, and then the ones that aren't mailed in, they'll take care of it. See, lots of countries have higher academic and intellectual standards in the U.S. Massive learning and teaching disabilities handicap our children, our companies, our country. We need a paradigm shift. And that's what Dr. Gardner talked about. And this was in the 80s at Harvard. He said that we need a paradigm shift. So all those people think you're not smart enough, Dr. Gardner would say, that's not true at all. You just don't know what ways you're smart. See, Dr. Gardner identified eight ways at the time. We now have ten ways that we're all smart. Logical, mathematical, visual, spatial, bodily, kinesthetic, musical, emotional, linguistic, interpersonal, intrapersonal, naturalist. And said the IQ paradigm was that intelligence is fixed and static at birth. But his new paradigm is called the multiple intelligence paradigm. In other words, intelligence changes, grows, and expands throughout our entire life. So if you're not smart enough now, then get smarter. Teach yourself. Learn. You have one organ that never has deteriorates your brain. We have access to every book ever written in the Internet. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the Internet's better, it's not just for looking up porn. One out of every three Internet searches is for porn. If you check out what people Google most from midnight to 3 a.m., look at it in Google's records. Depression, suicide, porn. See, you can make yourself smarter. you got ten different ways you can work on it. You're made perfect. you just got to figure out what that perfect way is. That's why you self-introspection. That's why you self-examine. That's why you go to likeitmatters.net. That's why you listen to Like It Matters radio every single day. See, the old way of thinking was intelligence can be measured on paper and pencil. But no, intelligence can only be measured accurately by its performance in life. The old way of thinking was intelligence is genetically determined. No, intelligence is nurtured and shaped by a wide range of experiences. The old way of thinking was intelligence is the ability in language, math, and some spatial tasks. But no, intelligence is the range of our innate capacities for learning, acquiring information, and using knowledge. The old way of thinking was that your I-score identified your intellectual capabilities in life. But that's not true at all. We are a blend of eight, actually ten now intelligences, with some more developed than others, but they all can grow. The old way of thinking is intelligence is primarily a mental function. But now we know intelligence occurs throughout our brain, mind, and body, and beyond to our social environment. We can grow. We can be more than enough. You were made unique. It's time you realize that our biggest obstacle to ourselves is not the government. It's not our friends. It's us. And after the break, I'll break it down for you. I'm Black, and we'll be right back.
6: You're smart. When that last storm damaged your roof, you didn't talk to all the contractors that descended on your neighborhood. Nope. You called a local contractor that you knew you could trust. You called JTR Roofing. JTR Roofing lives, works in, and supports your community. You did your homework. You checked their online reviews. You even asked a couple of their customers how they felt about them. And that just confirmed that you made the right choice you don't make snap decisions just because someone tells you they're certified to install home improvement products you dig for the truth and you know from experience that jtr roofing is licensed bonded and certified to install roofing siding windows and gutters JTR also made working with your insurance company a breeze. So when the storm clouds gather and the wind picks up, you smile and relax. Because you know that JTR Roofing is your local, full-service storm damage company. And JTR will be there long after the storm passes.
2: JTRRoofingInc.com We are all in the construction business. Constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backlog?
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, application. We call it living life like it matters. And see, it's a mindset. It's it's BS. Uh, It really is your belief system. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Uh, Dr. Alfred Adler, famous psychologist, says that by the time a child is five years old. Five years old a majority of their map of reality is in place. You know why? Because of logotherapy. Dr. Viktor Frankl, where he understood this in the death camps of Auschwitz. That man has a will to meaning. And as Nietzsche said, he who has a why can bear almost any how, and that really is the basis of the logotherapy. He or she who has a why can bear almost any how. You got to realize this. What's going on and what's hindering us is us. Remember, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And as a little kid, we want to make sense of the world. And so we create these things called belief systems. If A, then B. Uh, what do you think fear of public speaking is? If I get up and give a speech, you're going to realize I'm not as smart as you think I am. Uh, and then you'll think less of me. If I get up and make a speech, uh, I'll embarrass myself, and you'll ridicule me. If A, then B. Uh, simple one. Uh, I need eight hours of sleep uh, a night, or I'm I'm worthless. You see the belief system? Why does that matter? Because if A, then B, you know what's also true? If not A, then not B. you got to understand logic. So that means if you have the belief system, the BS... That you need eight hours of sleep a night. Otherwise, you do not perform well at all. Don't you see how you self-sabotage? That's a belief system. It's a truth. And so if you don't get, let's say you get seven hours of sleep, you now have a reason. You now have a justification. You now have an excuse. Excuse to not function well. It's all about BS. See, ladies and gentlemen, when it gets right down to where we're a three-part being. We have a body. There are rules, just like your car, just like your air conditioning. You've got to get them serviced. you got to get them kept up because they're machines, and machines that have machinations. In other words, things that make them work, and if you don't do it, then it breaks down. So you got a body. you learn how it works, how it creates experience, and then you got a mind that runs the body, and the battle is in the mind. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is our power. It's our freedom. Epigenetics says that we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. What, what is a thought? Talking to yourself. Shiny object. Squirrel. We're distracted. We're distorted. See, but the third part is spirit. See, you got a body. That's not you. It's got about 80 to 100 year lifespan. You got a mind. That's not you, although a lot of you live there. You're the spirit. And so, one thing I always start with, period. That we're a child of God, created in the image of God. The image may be marred, uh, may be buried a bit, but it's in there. At our core, a child of love, light, and our God. Our problem, spiritual amnesia. We, we simply we forget who we are, who we were created to be we got to reclaim it. we got to remind ourselves. we got to remember. Remember every time we took Mr. Potato Head and we put his arms and legs back on him, do you know what we did? We remembered him. To dismember somebody is to remove their arms and legs. To remember someone would be to put their arms and their legs back on. The word remember means to put back together so you relive it. What do you think PTSD is? It's a visual putting back together. It's like one of those kids' DVDs that when it gets to the end, it automatically starts over and over. And people relive it because experience has six coordinates. What you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, what you're smelling, what you're tasting. The five senses are the five coordinates for all experience. That's what deja vu is. Deja vu is those five coordinates have matched five coordinates you've had before. This is why I tell people you've got you to know two greatest commandments in the Bible are to remember and to do not fear. We're supposed to remember that he's with us, that he will never leave us or forsake us, that we are more than a conqueror, that we are a royal priesthood, that we will judge angels someday, that we are part of the divine council, that God's bring us back to Edenic vision, that God requires perfection, that God's divine family and God's fleshly family will all be one family and will reign and rule for an eternity in the new Jerusalem. That's our hope. But what we got to do is realize there's a lot of things from our past. And so what I'm going to share with you real quick is the 20 most common blocks to leadership. These are things I cover in my class. Now, there's a lot more. But the number one, I always start with is fear of risking because people are afraid to step out because what if? What if I fail, What if then you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you hit again? See, fear of risking, people choose the enemy they know versus the enemy they don't know. During World War II, uh, one of the um, German prisoner of war camps uh, was run by a commandant who was a brutal man. He would do live experiments on our soldiers. Uh, He would torture them. He he was just, he was inhumane. And so every morning, the way he would start his day, he'd pull out a U.S. soldier and give them the choice for how they were going to die that day. They could take a bullet to the head, quick, as painless as possible, and get it over with. Where they could choose whatever he devised behind that that closed door in the corner of the room. Now, no one knew what that closed door went to, but they knew who this man was. And so every morning, U.S. soldiers step up, bullet to head. U.S. soldiers step up, bullet to head. U.S. soldiers step up, pop. One day, a junior officer asked that commandant, Sir, what is so terrible behind that door? that these brave men would choose a bullet to the head instead of that. And with that, he said freedom. Freedom was behind that door. But they had to take the risk of choosing it without knowing that's what they were choosing. And see, that's what fear of risking is, that we choose the enemy we know versus the enemy we don't know. How many women, or now men, Stay in abusive relationships for the kids. Because as long as we can keep all of us together, we can get through anything together. We choose the enemy we know versus the enemy we don't know. It's like choosing Joe Biden uh, against that enemy that the state-run media has made you believe, the deep states made you believe. I mean all of my life we've always said we need a non-politician, we need a non-politician, we need someone that's a non-politician come in. We finally get one in that's not beholden the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, or the deep state. And you allow the media to destroy this man, and you buy into the lies, and you buy into the hate, and you have to take all your bitterness, all your resentment, all your disappointment, and you can focus on one man. Beware of the wiles of the enemy. The Bible tells you, beware of the wiles. And you know Wiley Coyote, right? The Roadrunner Show? That's the only place that word is used in the Bible. Wile of the devil. Trickery, just like the Roadrunner. Fear of risking. Take a risk, ladies and gentlemen. And if you get knocked on your butt, then pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again. Because a righteous person will stumble seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. Lack of commitment is a big one. People just showing up. People just checking the box. People willing to accept good enough. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for tenure. Good enough for government work. Good enough that he or she doesn't walk out the door and leave a note on the wall and take the kids with them. Lack of commitment. Number three and four, rescuer and victim. These are part of the drama triangle. What's going on in America outside the the bait of Satan, we're living in the spirit of offense, is we're riding the drama triangle. The drama triangle is a model of dysfunctional social interaction created by psychotherapist Stephen Cartman. Each point of the triangle represents a common and ineffective response to conflict. So we got the three roles, the victim, the rescuer, and the persecutor. Google it, check it out, the drama triangle. It's an inverted triangle. So the victim, the victim stances poor me, the victim feels victimized, oppressed, helpless, hopeless, powerless, ashamed, seems unable to make decisions, solve problems, take pleasure in life or achieve insight. The victim will seek out a villain to blame and also a hero who will save the day, but also perpetuate the victim's feelings of helplessness. The victim typically sees himself as the, quote, innocent victim, having no fault in the situation relationship. This is the Democratic Party. This is your progressive left. This is the haters, the racists out there. And then you got number two, the rescuer, a.k.a. the hero. The rescuer's line is, let me save you. There's our government. That's the Democratic Party to get your vote. A classic enabler. The rescuer feels guilty if they don't go to the rescue. Yet their rescuing has negative effects. It keeps the victim dependent and gives the victim permission to fail and also gives the victim permission to persecute, which brings us to the third one, the persecutor, a.k.a. the villain. The persecutor insists this is your own fault. The persecutor is controlling, blaming, critical, oppressive, angry, authoritarian, rigid, superior, elite, ruling elite, racist. Um, I I could go on. Often a victim who is sick of being victimized decides to counterattack, becoming a villain to the other party. In other words, when a victim's not rescued quick enough, they become a persecutor. Remember, the rescuer saves people. They see people as vulnerable. They work hard offers help unasked for, the persecutor is unaware of his own power and therefore discounts it, power used is negative and often destructive, and the victim is overwhelmed by own vulnerability, doesn't take responsibility for their own situations. In other words, they don't do anything different. They just play the victim. Ladies and gentlemen, what is holding us back are these blocks as little kids, we have stuff happen to us. And once it happens to us a couple times, it create, becomes a solid structure, a wall. Showing up in things like fear of risking, lack of commitment, indecisiveness, closed minded having to be perfect, having to work hard, focusing on problems, low self-esteem, low self-worth, wanting to be liked, fear of embarrassment, lack of purpose. And what it is, it's a belief system that was created by a little child wanting to make sense of their world. But these are blocks that you put up and with the proper guidance that you can remove. After the break, I'm going to keep it simple, soldier, and give you the three main reasons of what's holding us back. We'll be right back.
6: That's likeitmatters.net.
1: Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com.
2: Looking for an affordable, thoroughly biblical Christian school for your K through 8th grader? Check out Foundations Christian Academy in Ham Lake, the newest member of our half-off tuition program. Find all the details at LearnATFoundations.org. That's LearnATFoundations.org. Take a listen to this comparison
7: of other training to Leadership Awakening.
2: For
4: probably two-thirds of my
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. And yes, I do have availability in my class. Uh, three weeks from today, I'll be in Las Vegas, and uh, we got about four openings still in Vegas. So uh, go to likeitmatters.net. 48 hours, I guarantee you, will change your life. And the cool thing is once you get on my training on fire, born again, then you have a daily radio show to keep it going. You have a bi-weekly podcast that you can, wherever you listen to podcasts, search for Living Life Like It Matters. If you want some scripture, if you're a person of God, seeking things of God eternally, then go to, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Wayofwarrior.blog. Wayofwarrior.blog. Been doing it for almost 10 years. Every single day, write some scripture and then break it down. So, uh, this is about becoming the best version of yourself. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about what is holding us back. See, that's the key. What is holding us back? And, really, I hate to break it to you, but I'm going to be blunt with you it's us. We're holding us back. See, that's what's going on. It's us. We talk about these walls. Nobody can put a wall up in our life but us. No matter how bad someone's hurt us. And as no matter, no matter how bad someone wants to take it down, no one can take a wall down from your life. But you. It's an inside job. You got to do it. And so we gotta consider what is that we're doing. We've got to get in the game. See, between the stimulus and the response there's a space, and in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And what's going on here is we've given away our power, we've given away our freedom. We become at cause instead of out of fact. We've been so wrapped up in what's happening to us. Do you get it? What's happening to us? That we forgot to focus on what's happening in us. Not about the pronouns, it's about the preposition. And so it it is our belief systems. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. It doesn't matter who you are, it matters who you believe you are. It doesn't matter what happens to you in the past. What matters is how do you explain it to yourself? You see, the study of transactional analysis, is the study of communication, and so communication is a stimulus and a response. That's what Dr. Eric Byrne, and he wrote about this uh, in the late '60s. Uh, the emo- uh, not the emotions, normal people, um, the games people play. Dr. Eric Byrne, and then a couple years after that, another guy, it's a, all in the field of transactional analysis, wrote a book that sold like three or four times as much, which is "I'm okay, you're okay," and they're basically all based on transactional analysis and. It's a study of communication. It's a way for Dr. Eric Burns to take the complex field of psychology and interpersonal communication and and put it in layman's terms, if you will. And so this is where you got to know how we're made. you got to look at the owner's manual. Our mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so when someone says something or does something, there's a stimulus, we don't respond to that right away. See, we are creatures of habit. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. In other words, when you back someone against the wall, you know what you got. That's it. That's how you know. And so you put some pressure on people, and you see what they're made of. And then you t- have them take a look at, is that it? Is that all? See, you've got to take control of what happens between the stimulus and response. See, we go to what we know. We go to our past. We are wrapped up in the past. You've got a world that's telling you about your past. There are three positions on our timeline. There's the past, there's the present, there's the future. And most people have misfiled their past into their future. They are determined by their past. That's the whole thing of privilege move. That's the whole thing of CRT. That's the whole thing of BLM. That's why it's so racist. It's non-Christian. It's against the gospel. Equity. It, God never calls for equity. God says, I will have mercy on who I have mercy on. It's not equality for all people. God says you choose, and your choices move you up and down the totem pole. Remember Dr. King said it best? I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. In other words, Dr. King said, Judge me based on my choices, not by non choices. And so we're the ones in our way. It's our doubt, it's our fear. That's why we're called to remember. There's a battle for the mind. Why do you think the Bible is replete with things that say, Focus only on those things that are good and pure? You know, Matthew 6, do not worry. Today has enough problems of its own. Listen, God says, Don't I feed the birds? Don't I clothe the lilies? Aren't these things so beautiful and splendor and in color? And yet uh, King Solomon, with all his wealth, wasn't as beautiful as these things. And he says, they don't worry about it. So what are you doing worrying about what you're going to eat? What are you doing Worry about what people are going to think about? What are you doing worrying about all that stuff? He says, today has his own set of problems. Tomorrow will have his own set. Just focus on today. And at some point, you've got to trust. you got to have faith. Remember the six key words, vision, purpose, passion, commitment. Commitment. It's like faith. You do what you say you're going to do, even when it would be easier not to. You believe what the good book tells you instead of what your friends tell you. You believe what God says versus what your flesh says. You believe what Jehovah and Yahweh, the God, the Lord of Lords, and the Kings of Kings says, not the Democratic Party or state-run media or the deep state. Who is your master? Who is your Lord? See, that's the basics. But you got to realize it's our belief system. See, I have in my training, I have very intense processes. And people fail a lot in my class. You learn through failure. It's calling failing forward. I've learned far more from my failures than my successes. I always tell people, if you're not as successful as you want to be, you haven't failed enough. You're not pushing yourself enough. And so in my class, I have a high standard, high bar. And if someone goes in there believing no matter what they do, the outcomes aren't going to be no different. That, in other words, if they think everything I give them is intended to fail them, if no matter what effort they place, that they're going to fail no matter what, if that is their BS, if that is their belief system, how much effort are they going to give? If you believe that someone does not love you, even though they keep telling you they do love you, are you loved? No, because you're going to act as if you're not. And most people give up. Most people don't have God's quality of long-suffering. We today translate to patience. But I think patience is underselling what long-suffering is. God is long-suffering. Long-suffering. Remember, Genesis 1-1 says in the beginning. Five chapters later, Genesis 6-6, God said, boy, did I mess up. I sure am sorry that I created man. And so he destroyed the whole thing and so let me start over with Noah and his three sons and their wife. So let's start over with eight. And, you know, it took five chapters for God to be sick by his creation and destroy it all except for eight. But guess what? It's getting better because now it only took four chapters. Because Genesis 7, when Noah landed back on dry earth and started the whole world all over again, and then you go to Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, where the Elohim came down Disperse the people confuse the people change languages. What God did there is he disinherited the nations He disinherited them read Deuteronomy 32 8 through 9 God after he disinherited the nations, then went out and called Abraham out of Mesopotamia So he was going to create his own people that he would be the God over Those other 70 were on lesser Elohim lesser G gods if you will angelic beings Principalities, powers that be, seraphim, cherubim, that God gave free will just like He gave us. And ladies and gentlemen, you got free will. This is the problem how you've been spending it. You've got to get in between the stimulus and response. You've got to hold your thoughts captive. You've got to do some truth therapy. You've got to identify the thirty to 60,000 thoughts going through your head and ask yourself, is this me, is this God, or is this the devil? Because when I tune in and what's going on in my head, I ask myself, where's that voice coming from? But in my head, they all sound like me because it's my head. In your head, they all sound like you because it's your head. We must have discernment. That's why you got to know who you are, why you're here, who you are, where you're going. And then that's the standard. And then you know the values. How do you want to be remembered when you're no longer on this planet? So you've got to get in the game. You've got to challenge your thinking. You've got to challenge the lies. You've got to be around people who encourage you, who lift you up, who remind you of who you are. That you're more than a conqueror. That greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. That in your weakness, his strength is perfected. That you were made for great things. You need to be reminded. You need to be cleaned up. You need to be going forward and have some people by your side. That's what I'm here for. That's why we do the daily radio show. Email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. M-R period B-L-A-C-K at likeitmatters.net. Reach out to me. I'm here to help you live your life like it matters. Because it does. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hi,
4: this is Tim O. from the Kingdom Builders. Hey, did you know that at the Kingdom Builders, we do more than just install new roofs? We can replace your soffits and fascia with maintenance-free metal wraps or even custom-colored LP smart side material. We also install seamless gutters in any number of colors to match your siding or trim. Gutters are one of the main factors in keeping your basement dry by collecting and channeling rainwater away from your foundation. They can more than pay for themselves compared to the damage caused by a water-soaked finished basement. They also help prevent erosion in your flower beds and landscaping by controlling the waterfalls coming off your roof. And if you're tired of cleaning out clogged gutters and downspouts, we have a number of gutter covers that will save you time and a good bit of cash compared to many others out there in the market. Let us show you the difference Kingdom Builders can do for you. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or go to thekingdombuilders.com. Like we always say, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers.